Kreutzer. Hello and welcome to the New York Welsh podcast, the podcast that celebrates Welsh success stories in New York while hopefully inspiring the creation of some new ones. I am Gideon. And I am Richard Shamai. Today we're lucky enough to be joined by actors Gwenllian Higginson and Gareth John Bale. Gwenllian is an actor and writer from North Pembrokeshire and Gareth is an actor and director from Anismidu in the Swansea Valleys. Uh, we're recording this on St. David's Day. We've got a lovely bunch of daffodils on the table, which Richard brought me. Thank you very much. Yeah, we had a great conversation about uh, Gwynllian and Gareth's previous performances here in New York. Uh, Gwynllian's as Jackie in The Good Earth, uh, and Gareth's specifically as Grav, which is um, a pretty remarkable one-man play depicting the life and times of rugby legend and broadcaster Ray Gravel. They're in town this week uh, performing West, which is a two-person play written by Owen Thomas, same writer as Grav. And West tells the journey of a couple migrating from Wales in the late 19th century to the United States. Yeah, they're here to perform it as part of Wales Week, which is a annual celebration of Wales in New York. Um, there was a full uh, plethora of uh, activities happening this week, ranging from the Six Nations... Uh, through to a screening of a series of short films um, from Welsh directors, um, the performance of West, uh, all culminating in a, a wonderful St. David's Day dinner, um, most of which which happened at uh, our spiritual home uh, here in New York, which is the Liberty NYC. Uh, shout out to Glenn, of course, uh, who always does a tremendous job in hosting us uh, as, as well as most of the community. <laughs> And tonight, March 1st, uh, the Empire State Building will be read in honour of St. David. It will indeed. Um, so without further ado, uh, we hope you enjoy our um, conversations with Gwen Llian and Gareth. Uh, and of course, um, if you're interested, please keep an eye out for future performances of both West and Grav, uh, details of which we actually share at the end of the interview. Yeah, please enjoy. Gwen Llian and Gareth. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hiya. Yeah. <laughs> Um, happy St. David's Day. Yeah. 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 Dear we have this. Yeah. We've got the daffs on the table. Yeah. Richard, Richard brought me daffodils this morning, so I thought I'd keep them on the table for this. Oh, well, well done. done. Yeah. Well, lovely. Yeah, I, I bought some. My, my girlfriend bought me some as well the same day, which was nice. So I, I split the bunch. You did? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that is so right. sweet. Thanks. <laughs> I saw them this morning. I thought Gideon would appreciate these. I was thinking I needed to get some for the house. So there we are. Um, so yes. So um, it's good to see you again. Uh, I just saw you both on Friday for the annual uh, New York Welsh St. David's Day uh, dinner. Yes. Did you guys both have a good time? Yeah, we had a great time, I think, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, it was a wonderful celebration. I heard yeah. you were a hit. I missed it. I, I feel like every time we talk about anything, I'm always like, yeah, I missed that. I was <laughs> working. But I was working, so I missed it. But yeah. uh, I heard it was really Burn good. It. Yeah, it was great. I wasn't sure where to pitch it because, you know, I was, I've never been to the event before. So they asked us to you know, choose a poem to read. And I wasn't sure what the vibe was going to be. Was it going to be serious? Was it going to be a, you know, do it before the dinner kind of thing or do it after the dinner, after a few drinks? So and which was it? It was the latter. Good. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah. Because yeah. you were the penultimate, I guess, performance or performer. Well, Gareth, no, Gareth was the... Pen oh, no, was it me? I yes, it was. Right. Gareth yeah. finished, right? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was, the, what was the poem again that you... Uh, I did a Waldo Williams poem, Covio. Why did you um, choose that one? Well... I wasn't really sure. Gwilym said it was came from, you know agreed that I could do a Welsh poem, Welsh language poem. Um, so I chose Waldo because uh, he's a poet from Pembrokeshire, 
and I'm from Pembrokeshire. And it's a poem that um, his poetry has always meant something to me. You know, I've always been familiar with his poems. So I thought I'd just do something that was quite familiar and meant something. And I thought it could resonate with the audience there particularly as well. Cofio, remembering, yeah. remember. So, yeah, that's I why. I think it definitely that. does. It definitely always that evening, I don't know if you've got it, it always has a nostalgic feel to me. A lot of people, I think, one of the things, obviously it's a like, great celebration of that year and the future, but there's definitely a, a lot of people, I'm sure, reminds them of being back home and it's a definite a nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't sure how many people would speak Welsh, but a lot of people came up to me afterwards and said, oh, I'm learning or... I do, you know, I spoke thank you because, you know, it's nice to hear Welsh, so. Yeah, it was lovely. I thought so. Yeah. And I did Max Boyce. Max Boyce, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah so. Great way to end the yeah. night, wasn't it? Yeah. The um, the complete opposite, really. Just a nice <laughs> light piece about rugby. And uh, as it happens, they were rerunning the, um, the what was it, 2000 and... Uh, 2000, what was the World Cup? The 2015, the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, I blanked then. That's uh, uh, yeah, 2015 game against England. Yes. When we beat them in their own backyard, the cabbage patch Twickenham. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it was fitting in quite nicely because I did the Max Boyce, Max Boyce bit. <laughs> That's a tough one to say. Max Boyce bit. While Dan Bigger was uh, kicking the winning penalty. So, yeah, it was uh, it was nice. Nice way to end the evening, I thought. Yeah, it Very was cool. Good. I'm, I'm sorry I missed it. It sounds good. Yeah, well, I, I have to say, um, I mean, so that, that was a, both of your performances were brilliant. But I have to do a shout out to uh, Chloe Wilson. I thought um, <gasps> yes. her rendition of Callan Lan was uh yeah, amazing as it always is. Beautiful yeah, she, um, voice. Yeah. She did it last year. Cameron was my school song. Oh, really? So it well, it brought a tear to my eye. That's what oh, I yeah, said. Yeah, she's a stunning yeah, voice. Yeah, and that was actually good. she did that, and then she did a Welsh rendition, Welsh language rendition of Hallelujah, and I think that was happening when um, the Jeff Buckley one. Yeah. Well, it's not Jeff well, Buckley. It's yeah. Leonard Cohen, isn't it? Leonard yeah, Cohen, but, but yeah, she did Briggins' words and um, version of it. I think. That was it. Yeah. yeah, that was amazing. That actually finished, I think, as Wales was scoring the tri- one of the tries. Yeah, and it was amazing. She literally finished as the try. It was like the BBC montage at the end of <laughs> yeah. the credits. Yeah, it yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> quite remarkable. Yeah. Everyone must yeah, have been in tears. Oh, <laughs> uh, they weren't far off. I don't think. I think it did. I definitely saw him show some emotion for sure yeah. behind her. Lovely. Um, great. Um, anyway, we should talk about uh, why you're here in New York this week because obviously on Tuesday, um, I know you guys both did a performance of West. Um, yeah, could you tell us a bit about West and its origins and and, and how it's been going? Uh, yeah, so we were invited to the North American Festival of Wales last year. Uh, so that was in September last year to perform West, uh, and they'd asked Owen Thomas, the writer, uh, to write a piece for them, basically, and and about that journey, you know, the sort of Welsh Americans, and so it's a love letter to Welsh Americans, but it's very much a community piece, so um, it can work anywhere, I think, and and we've found that it's gone down very well in Wales, but it was really nice to bring it back to New York, and and the response that we've had is that it it really resonates with this community. That's fantastic. I didn't realise it sort of written bespoke for the Welsh American community, almost at their request. Yes. Lovely. So we were out the year before that with Grav, and so they saw that, and Owen was the writer of Grav as well, and so Owen stayed in touch um, with the society, and then they said, do you fancy writing something for us? And um, and this was it, and it's, it's beautiful, isn't it? It is really beautiful, yeah. His writing is stunning. It's sort of written as a poem, you know, in verse, so... It's you can almost just listen to it, the words mm-hmm. are, uh, and the phrases and uh, the imagery. But uh, yeah, like Ada said, it's quite a 
the way we perform it we could we don't need a fancy space or anything mm. you know it's nice to do it in a fancy space but we can also like we did it in the basement at the liberty mm-hmm. it's fun you know it feels really nice to be so close to people just simple storytelling in a way we've got so three boxes um you know a bit of physical storytelling as well but yeah, yeah mostly it's just a simple love story about a pair that moved to america in the 19th century um and just just following their story really from leaving wales what what it meant to them leaving their home the landscape the chapel the community the farm you know and then the journey on the ship over and then settling working the land and yeah and yeah starting to call america home yes and mm, what that journey yeah. meant and means to, yes yeah and yeah when we do it we have to remind ourselves that it you know it's when they made that journey in the 19th century as as thousands did to come over and work the land that they knew that they weren't going to see home again mm. and they knew that they wouldn't see their relatives ever again so that decision must have been huge for them yeah there's no there's no facetime <laughs> no exactly <laughs> no they might have had a letter now and again but then some of them you know some wouldn't have been able to read or write so it was literally we've made this decision yeah. we're off and in the play do they do they talk about the the factor that went into that decision why why they felt compelled to leave yeah the, you know there's mention that money and you know it's a harder life um holding a farm down but it's not weighted that that hardness isn't weighted in the play it's kind of a really light retelling in a way isn't it it's kind of it's quite a romantic retelling mm. and the focus is more on the hiraith and mm. love and and hope in a way yes say in yeah. heart rather than a realistic um portrayal of what it would have been like yeah, that, well, yeah. does that make sense it does it does yeah. and and i think i can appreciate that i think a lot of things from that era fall into the trap of just being sort of like cloying maudling life was so hard but i'm sure everyone was also very happy in their own yes. way yes. and it's nice to remember that yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and he, oh and builds the pictures beautifully doesn't he oh, you know yeah. so it's about the chapel and the community and so it's all positive positive and then uh, telling the family is you know he says that there are tears and wishes and they give reasons and kisses and then and then that's it you know and and they're on the boat and they're away so it's it doesn't as you say he doesn't wait dwell on no. yeah um, and it's lovely. And then that decision to actually go on the little bit of regret and then realising that they've got each other and that's it. They rely on each other then. And then building a, a new home and a family and a community, being part of a community in America. And is it uh, a specific part of it? Like, is it an, a specific place in America or is it uh, more of just general America? And you just well, were left to... you see them, they arrive in New York. Okay. And then from New York, they travel to Chicago and then um and they have a new they get a they have a homestead in Waukesha yeah so yeah that's what the the story is but it, again it's so there's such a rhythm to the piece that you follow them so quickly these these are just moments in the and story they, aren't they're they gone. Yeah. yes yeah. but Owen will have done his research yeah oh yes yeah. so yeah I was he, gonna ask that yeah do you know how he went about that and was it was it was it based on any you know, re, you know, particular story he found, or, or a combination. In of? I think it was a combination of stories, yeah. and we know that um, thousands, as I said earlier on, thousands made that decision to leave Wales and to come and work the land in America. And the deal was that if they worked the land for five years, then they got to keep it, mm. which is why they made that journey. Yeah. Um, so yes, and I remember 
um, a lady from the North American Festival of Wales giving Owen a book yes. about it. Yeah. Um, and so there's also a list in there about the things that they took with them. Yeah. And that is the actual list that they would have been given, you know, the amount of food um, yeah. and ingredients that they would have been allowed to take and yeah. the knife and the fork and that was it, you know. And the way he's yeah. weaved that into the story, he's really clever, he's really beautiful. Yeah. But yeah. it is the exact, you know, historical list taken from a book. Yeah. Yeah. And their lives would have been in a trunk similar to that one, which is a beautiful trunk, if I may say. Um, but yeah, it would have been something yeah. like that, wouldn't it? Their their entire life, their clothes, everything that they any sort of keepsakes, yeah, and obviously the food and provisions. Wow. How do you approach something like that? like when you're you know doing your own research and you're trying to think about obviously the characters you're playing and the story you're you know you're trying to tell? How how do you how do you both get into that into that mindset? Like, do you, I mean, Gwendolyn, you know, you moved to England and we're in a, you know, it's not quite as far and we've got a, as we talked about a lot, the technology is very different, but do you draw on personal experiences? Do you do research? Do you speak to people? Like, yeah, tell yeah. Do you close yourself off from all your family and <laughs> friends and family for six months beforehand? <laughs> um, no, it's funny. I think Hirraith is something um all Welsh people can relate to in some way, I think. Because um, we've all left home at some point, even if, you know, I've lived in London now since I was 18, since I moved to study there. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely been times, even though it's, you know, it's it's only two hours on the train to Cardiff. You know, it's very easy to feel uh, so far from home, I think. Uh, and so that feeling of here, I think, is something that's quite easy for me to tap into. Mm. Um, also, meeting people out in Milwaukee kind of you really feel the impact of uh of the words of the story and that really kind of their reaction that's why it's really nice to do it in a space where you are telling the story you're looking at the people that you're sharing the story mm. with and we refer to them at one point as our family our grandparents and so to look at them uh it's just a really yeah, I saw you're talking about before the process, but but that's interesting when in you're itself, it, though, isn't it? That 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 like, and that's probably what's unique to theatre versus like film or television. You do it once, like, yes, with yeah. Theatre, you you can evolve the role and the character and how your portrayal of it through maybe your experience of performing it. Yeah, and so that it's grown and grown, and through that, through doing it that way. Um, but I also have family in North America, well, family in Canada that moved out. So I think for them coming home, my uncle came home every year pretty much since he moved there and uh, well, he's lived there for 50 years I think so just uh, you know talking to them over the, over the years has I've, that feeling of distance for them and what it meant what it means to them and being Welsh what it means to be Welsh in America and mm. you know all that kind of thing has been useful to to hold on to I think I remember when we did the Danny Taylor episode she she spoke about how she spoke about how she felt that the Welsh diaspora wasn't... Is it diaspora or diaspora? Oh, well... Diaspora, I think. Is it? Okay. diaspora. No, 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 it's not. It's I'm going to say both and then I'm just going to look it up and leave which one, whichever is correct. Uh, but she spoke about how the Welsh diaspora um, is something that she feels is overlooked, not really thought about or recognised. The Welsh diaspora, particularly in America, and it wasn't something I'd really considered... Yeah, well, I think uh, we've mentioned this before on the, on this, but uh, our podcast friends at the Fire Escape, um, Howell John, who is uh, is a another is actually a Welsh playwright and actor, um, and he's writing a piece called the the Wales Window on uh, um, the Alabama bombings, 
It's a church in Alabama, and he is writing this piece around the Welsh people donating the money uh, to help rebuild the church, but also to create this stained glass window um, from the people of Wales. And what's been interesting through his process, and actually a big part of the podcast itself is actually connecting um, the migrant community from Wales who ended up in the south and specifically in Alabama, right. um, and this connection point between them. And he, he was looking into the history around names and actually walked around some cemeteries and actually was finding, mm. you know, these connection points, which, again, it, it's not something, yeah, you're right, that we you hear about or even think about that much. Pro- probably because, like we said, it wasn't technology. Letters weren't guaranteed, and you lose touch and you sort of forget about these relatives. Yeah. Mm. You know, maybe. Mm. No, no, they're gone. I, I feel like that's a really <clears throat> familiar theme in a lot of families. I think mm. everyone has someone they know in the family that... Yeah, went to Australia, went to America. It's really familiar, isn't it, that story? Yeah, and um, I remember being at a dinner at the North American Festival of Wales and someone there saying that, and and this is um, very general, but saying when the Irish go somewhere, mm. they, boom, they say, right, we are here. And they will plant themselves there and they will set up a community. And the Welsh don't do that. They tend to try and blend into the community. Mm. And as simple as that sounds, I think there is something in that. Mm. Uh, Because what you'll find, I think, with that festival is that um, with every generation that goes on, it's going to get smaller and smaller unless they change something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Not not that either approach is right or wrong. No, exactly. There are consequences further down the line, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, This isn't you mentioned earlier that you were here in 2016, right? This was yes. for the for the Good Earth, right? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It was an amazing experience. Yeah. I, I mean, I was reading the New York Times write up that. It was oh, really, really? Yeah, really yeah. favourable. It's really interesting, and I didn't realise, you know, when when um, Willem had actually mentioned it. So it's it's kind of like a. I mean, I'd love to hear you explain it, but this kind of the opposite story, right? Where it's a Welsh community and it's an outsider coming into that community. So yeah. It sounded really fascinating. Yeah, so actually that was kind of a really modern Welsh story, yeah. um, in, you know, compared to this one. Uh, yeah, 2016 we came out with Motherlord Theatre Company. We were here for about a month uh, at the Flea Theatre, which mm-hmm. I think has now moved. It was um, just off Broadway, I can't remember the street. <laughs> can't remember, but it's moved now anyway, or it's you know changed location. Um, yes, and the story, it was a sort of an ensemble piece. Um but it was a quite a tragic end to that story. Um, an ensemble piece of a, of a family in a valley and um, the authorities coming in saying that they had to move out, which was based on a true on a true story as well. Um, and eventually, yeah, one by one, they had to leave to a new community that they'd built especially for them to move into. But it ends with, yeah, I was playing a, a 12, I think I was playing a 12-year-old child in it. <laughs> but yeah, she, she... Went three years ago. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it was it was a great great fun and lots of folk singing in it, Welsh um, songs as well, a cappella singing. But it was very much an ensemble piece. Um, yeah, it was great great fun. We had an amazing time. You said it was a modern story, but what what sort of era? Modern-ish, set in the eighties, loosely. It was kind of not set in an exact place and mm. exact time, but it was a feeling that it was in the eighties in the, in a Welsh um, community in the valleys. Yeah. And facing hard times, which is, you know, uh, it could be drawn from a lot of stories. It's, yeah, it's a recurring theme. Yeah, rallies. absolutely. Um, yeah, but we had some we had some great reviews and just had an amazing time in the city. It was my first time in New York. And, yeah, I haven't been there since now. So, 
yeah, I was really excited to come back. Fantastic. Um, and Gareth, uh, we were talking before about um, you went here not too long ago. Was it was it last year you were two here? Years for ago. Two, ye- yeah, was it two years, years much, ago. Two years ago. Pretty much two years to the day. Wow! Because uh, the Six Nations was on. That's how I remember. <laughs> <laughs> how we, well, I think that's how we all manage time. Isn't it, right? <laughs> yeah. the Six yeah. Oh, it was that game. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was here two years ago with um, a player, but um, a former Welsh rugby player and and personality um, Ray Gravel, and yeah, that. It was tremendous, you know. Um, it was my. It wasn't my first time in New York, but it was the first time I'd performed here, and that was a dream come true. Because um, I know I'm not going to be James Bond, um, <laughs> and I know I'm not going to be yes. in films. Oh, no. yeah, Sorry, not, yeah. spoiler alert. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's not going to happen, is it? Um, the next best thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but performing in New York was a dream of mine. So mm. to have done it, you know, a couple of years ago and to tell that story as well, Grav, that was huge. But to come back with this one again is just incredible. Mm. So uh, can you just quickly tell us about uh, the genesis of Grav, how you came to decide to do a play on him? Yeah. Um, So I was working down at the Torch Theatre in Milford Haven, Pembrokeshire, and uh, I had a big ginger beard because I was playing uh, Norman in The Norman Conquests. And I was driving back to the theatre with an actress who said to me, every actor should have a one-person show in their back pocket. So if times are hard, you can just get out this one-person show and you can do it. Um, And we were driving past sort of Llanelli, Carmarthen, that way, and I suddenly thought... Ray Gravel, um, what a great idea that is for a play because um, Grav had a lot of comedy in his life, a lot of wonderful times, but he also had the tragedy as well, which is what makes it a really great play, you know, um, to be black and white about it. Mm. Um, I am aware that this was a man and, and someone that we loved very dearly, but in terms of a play, the reason that Grav is a subject which is more interesting than maybe some more famous rugby players is because of that tragedy. And it's dealt with beautifully in in the play by Owen. Um, so that's where it, it sort of came from. I was thinking about it. I mentioned it to Peter Doran at The Torch, who is the director and producer down there, artistic director. And he said, we will direct and produce it. Do you have anyone in mind to write it? And I asked Owen and it sort of went from there. And um, immediately we realised we've taken on something pretty big here. So. I managed to get um, a, a chat or an interview, I guess, uh, with Mary Gravel, um, Ray's wife, um, and just to make sure that it was okay with her and the two girls, the family, mm. Manon and Gwenon. Um, so you got their blessing going into it? Yes, yeah, we had to. Uh, that was very, very important to us. And they've been magnificent from the start. Um, we did a launch at Parker Scarlet's. Uh, and they were there, really, really supportive. But that night, I was, I did about six or seven minutes of the play out, um, sort of on the side of the pitch with mm. about 150 people watching, and I was sort of in the bowels of the stadium, going through my bits uh, and through the speech. When Owen and Peter were upstairs talking to everyone there, and someone said to them, "I hope you realise what you've taken on here. This is our favourite son." And I'm glad I didn't hear that at the time because, yeah, I mean, I've got shivers thinking about it now. Um, but, yeah, we, we realised that it was quite a responsibility because he was an incredible man. He wasn't just a great rugby player. He was a wonderful man. Um, he loved his Vilter Square, his, where he was from. You know, he loved Mane the Garig. He was a Welshman to the core. Um, but he somehow sort of didn't impose that on anyone. Um 
so he he was you couldn't mistake Grav for being anything but Welsh, but he would include everyone somehow. It was always about you. It was never about him. Um, and he turned negatives into positives. Mm. I'm sure when he lost the lower half of his right leg to diabetes, I mean, that must have been an incredibly difficult time for him and the family. And yet, in the last few months of his life, because he dra- died tragically young, but he would campaign, you know, and, and raise money for diabetes. Um, so he would, and, and we don't shy away from that in the play, because I don't think he'd want us to. Mm. Um, so he turned negatives into positives. Um, and I think whenever you ask people about Ray Gravel, they've always got a story about him. They've always got a story, and they always try and do Grav. Ray Grav, <laughs> you know, and the arms come out, and, and I think that's a wonderful legacy. Yeah. I mean, he means a lot to a lot of people. He's not just a rugby player. I mean, he's really um, yeah. a Welsh icon, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in Swansea, but he would still come to my school, and, you know, if there was, like an award or a steadvod or something and he he was often there and I remember thinking oh well I don't really play rugby I'm not one of the sporty kids so this doesn't this is not really for me but yeah he made everybody feel involved and I remember loving it when he came to te- uh, mm. came into the lesson still felt like he spoke to you even yeah you, yeah whenever people so then, he'd be interested in you you know it was never about him, which is incredible. I, I was lucky enough to work with him. I was on a, a TV set with him and we played friends in it. So it was great. I got to spend two or three days in his company. And I remember some of the uh, youngsters on the set sort of asking him, oh, what did you used to do? They knew who he was, but they wanted to get him to say it, you know. And uh, he said, oh, I, I used to play a little bit of rugby. You know, I remember Alan Uprinley, the actor, getting up and saying, what, a little bit of rugby, you know, and he was saying, boys, this is a British lion. Yeah. But he, he was just very, very humble. That's fantastic. Mm. I just got goosebumps hearing you say a British lion. It yeah, just took, too. Me, took me back to the, your performance. So. <laughs> oh. yeah. But yeah, well, I have to say, I, I mean, I, I was there on, on, for the performance when you were there two years ago. And I just want to say it was one of the most incredible perform- live theatre performances I've ever you know, bad witness too. Um, And I think for a one-man show as well, uh, it was just scintillating. I mean, and I think the entire audience was captivated. I mean, even so, you know, I know someone who actually stepped out because they were kind of overcome with such emotion because of the performance you gave. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you if you do do it again, either over here or in Wales, I would definitely say to anyone. <laughs> well, and, and that person who stepped out needs to see the end. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and I want to see it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like... ill-equipped for this episode because I missed Friday because I was working, uh, which was the St. David's Day thing. I missed Tuesday, which was the West performance because I was working and I missed Grav two years ago. Yeah. So if you, ever do, if you ever do any of it again, let me know and I'll try and come. There we are. Great. Well, we're obviously up for it and we have been talking to the, the Welsh Society out here and yeah, why not? You know, we could easily do Grav again here um, and we've spoken about West potentially because I think more and more people now that they've heard about it might want to come and see it. I think it would resonate with them. Um, and so, you know, you look at things like the Owain Glyndwr mm-hmm. day, uh, mm-hmm. Santis Dunwen potentially because uh, West is a love story. So yeah, why not? Let's let's bring these things back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think especially when there, uh, the fact that there are one or two people performances and you don't need a big set yeah. uh, and a big space, I'm exactly. sure it makes it a lot more. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. We could do, we'll do it anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, but we could pop it up in a really tiny space, you know, 
and make it, you know, because there's only three boxes that we use. So. Yeah, and that was deliberate, you know. It's meant to be a, a community piece. Yeah, we could do it there. No problem. We do <laughs> I got three milk crates yeah. sitting right there. There we are. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, it's meant to be that. It's meant to be a community piece that you can do out the back of the car, you know. Um, so our costumes are simple. We have very few props and we have three boxes. So you could be, well, you should be able to do it anywhere on this tour. We have done theatres, but we've also done bars. So we did the Liberty. Uh, we're also doing the London Welsh Bar. Um, we're doing Money the Garreg um, Village Hall. So it, it can be done anywhere, and, and that's deliberate. Uh, so when, when are you doing the both of those? Because I know we do have some listeners who are in London. Oh, uh, so in London, we're there on the 9th and 10th of March. Which is a Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, we're also doing a um, a one-off in Wyside, which is uh, Bilth Wells, um, and we're doing that as a performance for free um, because they were hit by the floods, mm. so they lost uh, a lot of equipment. So we're going to do that show, and and everything that is raised on that night will go towards buying some new equipment for them. Um, but yeah, I do you know when say, the date for that one? Is? Oh, that's the twentieth. I know that the twentieth of March is my dad's birthday and my uncle Di because they're twins, <laughs> and Di Bale is a big, big fan of ours, isn't he? he came to, um, <laughs> He came to Washington and then he came to Milwaukee last year. So, yeah, shout out to Di Bill. But I, I should say as well that you're saying that it, it's simple storytelling yeah. and, yeah, one man uh, or, or two person show. And the reason that we can do that is because of Owen's writing. Mm. So the audience will focus on the images that he creates. So it's also quite easy not easy to learn but it's a pleasure to learn isn't it it's a pleasure to say those words um so that's why it makes it a little bit easier to talk little what are his influences because it when even what made me think of it were even when it, i think of you know dylan thomas and the outing and some of his great stories where you're right it's, it's, it can be read and the characters are there and it, you, you can be just put into this world um purely by yeah mm. yeah well, i think his, his background is sort of um poetry mm. um he said that when he was younger he would compete in the eisteddfod around brecon that's where he's from and so it's poetry that that's where it all sort of stems from yeah. yeah um and then he's he's just a very accomplished writer and he just builds these beautiful images doesn't he Got yeah. a wonderful turn of phrase as a well. A lot of people have said in Pontardawe we we sold out and it was all it wasn't on rake, so a few people in the back I think missed a few moments, couldn't see everything, and there was a lady who said, "Oh, you know what? I just closed my eyes and I could just listen to the words." And I she wanted to copy, and she she wanted to see. Yeah. She wanted to some of the phrases like she she was saying them back to us. I thought, how do you remember that? Yeah. But yeah, she just you know so it'd be nice to. I'm sure he will publish it at some point. Publish it, get it on the radio, but then, you know, if you do that, then people won't come to the theatre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Gareth, you and the writer of West and Grav, uh, Owen Thomas, you have a company together. That's right. Yeah, we've got Bale and Thomas. And yeah. can you tell us how you came up with the name? More <laughs> <laughs> than wondering. Yeah, I've, I've been talking about how creative he is as a writer, you know. I mean, and, and I'm an actor and a director, and yeah, we came up with Bale and Thomas. Well, why didn't um, you go for Thomas and Bale? Oh, good point. It rolls off the tongue a little nicer. <laughs> Thomas and Bale. Oh, probably because it sounds like solicitors. <laughs> Thomas and Bale. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're Bale and Thomas. We set it up because we would we've worked together for more over a decade now. Um, we met doing Script Slam. Owen had a script as part of the final of Script Slam, where there were about five or six different different scripts. You got paired with a director and he got paired with me. And as he describes it, I was the one stood at the bar in a rugby shirt 
and they went, you're with him. Uh, and we haven't looked back. So we've worked together a lot. Um, we've had shows on in Edinburgh. I directed a show about uh, the life of Benny Hill for him in Edinburgh. We also did a show um, which we took to the LA uh, Hollywood Fringe Festival in LA. That was Richard Parker a few years ago, uh, which had quite a bit of success. We toured that around um, Britain. Um, and also in LA. So yeah, we've worked together a lot. So we decided to set up this company. We've also got a comedy night that we run in Cardiff now because both of us have worked at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, Owen, for about 16, 17 years. And I've done, I think it's probably seven or eight years now. So we see a lot of comedy and a lot of different shows. Um, so we decided that we should bring some really good quality stand-up comedy to Cardiff. Something between a, a glee club which is high end, obviously, and an open mic night. So we're in somewhere in the middle, but the comedians we get are brilliant. Absolutely where do you brilliant. do that? Uh, we, so we do that at uh, Tiny Rebel, which is mm. uh, based in Newport. The brewery is based in Newport, but they have a bar in Cardiff, which is a wonderful bar. And we've got a great room upstairs there. Um, what night of the week? Every uh, week, is it? We do um, once a month. So it's the first Thursday of the month. Uh, so we've got one coming up. <laughs> This week, uh, unbelievably, yes. So, yeah, that's what I'll be on uh, Thursday night. Uh, yeah, we've got Matt Reese, who is a brilliant comedian. Um, yeah, so we've we've decided to do that. So we work really well together. So it makes sense that we have this company. And then, how come? How did you uh, come to be working with uh, Bale and Thomas? <laughs> Tom, Thomas and Bale. <laughs> I. What's the first thing? So Gareth directed me uh, in a play called Miss Julie. Uh, for Ronda Kanantav RCT theatres, and then I think that's the first time. Oh no, we met we met working for the first time with theatre again on Macbeth, um, about four, three or four years ago. Mm, the Scottish then, play. Oh yeah, the Scottish play. You're not superstitious. Well, <laughs> you can say it if you're not currently in, in the, the theatre. Right? We're not in the theatre yeah. either. <laughs> and um, uh, and then so we've worked a f together a few times since then. What's the first Bill and Thomas thing? Oh, this is the first Bill and Thomas thing. West. Yeah, 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 it is. And and I have to say the story that, that Owen cast you because he oh, yeah. thinks that no one could look more Welsh than Gwen Llian. Is... You, you do a very Welsh look. <laughs> you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, those were his words to me. Hair. We have to cast her because no one could look more Welsh than Gwen Llian. <laughs> I think if I saw you walking down the street, I'd be like, I bet that girl's Welsh. <laughs> but I don't know if it's a good thing. That's because the costume you wear. <laughs> <laughs> I think a St. David's Day costume. Yeah. <laughs> my shawl. Yeah. 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 The bonnet, give it away. Yeah. <laughs> Singing my vano as she goes. Yeah. Yeah. I've just about got used to the daffodil thing you're wearing around your face at the moment. For, yeah. Also a lovely name, Gwen Llian. I think it's yeah. a really lovely Welsh name. It is. I think, yeah. So I, what I, we were chatting about this on Friday. I think what's so what's great about it is... Um, I think it's a it's clearly a Welsh name. It starts a conversation about the Welsh language, but can be shortened, so people yes. can still say it. So people can say it without butchering it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. I'm quite bad at saying it's okay. Call me Gwen if they if it's a, f a couple of struggles, you know. But uh, <laughs> three, three strikes and out. <laughs> three strikes yeah. and out. Yeah. Well, my middle name is Llewellyn, so oh, like if that name. was your first name, <laughs> you'd be, yeah. people definitely struggle. Or yeah. they got a Lou or something like that. Yeah. Oh, it's a lovely name though. Yeah, uh, yeah, so that's this is the first project. But I also worked with uh, Bale and Thomas in January on a ghost story that was just an R&D, Research and Development Month um, 
which was really fun. So that was, yeah, so West first, then we did a month of that, and then we came back to West. Yes. So, yeah. so that was a great project. So um, Owen, again, the ghost. That, yeah, yeah, called The Night Porter, um, and I directed it. And Owen's always wanted to do uh, a ghost story. Um, he worked as a porter, but not a night porter, but he used to have chats with the night porters who worked at Llangoed Hall, just outside Brecon, which is a grand hotel, you know, and mm-hmm. they'd say about stories about things that go bump in the night and seeing things and all of that. So he's been intrigued by that. And he was also a school teacher for a number of years. And thank goodness he's given that up because he's he's really blossomed since giving it up. But um, he would take kids to see the woman in black. You know, oh, that's yeah. You know, for a school teacher. I think he's probably seen it like a dozen times. <laughs> but yeah, just intrigued by that, I guess. So he wants to do a ghost story. And I think the night porter is a good one. Um so oh, we've yeah. trialled it, haven't we? Yeah. Um, the audience, yeah, but we need to ramp it up. We need to really scare people. And <laughs> I love ghost stories. Yeah. I think there's a huge appetite for them. I think so too, yeah. yeah. And, we, and it was in the Park and Day Theatre in uh, Triorki, which is an incredible theatre. And they're really kind of... I think my uh, my brother said he came down, he drove down from Cardiff to see it. And he said, oh my God, just the drive down was terrifying down because it was a murky night, you know. Mm. And then there's red lights put in the window. I think, did you put the red lights? We asked for them, yeah. So it just looked like this amazing theatre that just appears out of the, wow. you know, out of the yeah. mist in the night. And we got red lucky that, but you're right, it's creating that atmosphere because, you know, obviously you haven't got the tricks that you can do with film and television. Um, so yeah, it's thinking outside the box about how you can create that atmosphere as soon as you walk in through the doors of the theatre, mm. you should be feeling on edge. And that's something yeah. that we would want to, as I say, ramp up next time. You know, the smell, something like that just puts you ghost stories, you know. There you go. That's use. one thing theatre can have over film and television. That's your edge. Yes. You've got to, you, there's no such thing as smell of vision. No, no. <laughs> no, use no. it. You're, use it. You're quite right. Yeah. No, but I mean, in theatre, there is a lot you can do with uh, like the sounds and the lighting. I think. That yeah. I think they'll get you know if the subliminal stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's what we were starting to explore, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And, and I think setting the environment environment before you even enter the theatre. I mean, we were um, we had Tom Chandler on the podcast. Uh, it's a great episode. Um, great episode. We interviewed him, and he played Big B. Begbie, sorry, in uh, Train Spotting, um, the light Train Spotting Live. Oh yeah, um, here in here in New York, and that had an extended run, but that was in a I forget which theatre it was, but uh, it was upstairs, and the entire thing is like you you graffitied, and there's loud music playing even before you even get oh. into the theatre. So like you're set in this like 19 you know 80s club environment. And it's dirt before, Amazing. before it even starts. So you're like you're, you're almost really in that yes yeah. headspace as, a, as an audience member. Oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. Theatre can be incre- you know incredible. Yeah, and, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And, and is that another two-person show? Because uh, yeah. well, uh, it, uh, yeah, it is two, but two humans. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we won't give any away. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Um, what's that? What's that like? Because that's what I was going to ask you. Um, in terms of doing these two-person shows, you're obviously traveling together over here. How's that like working with just one other person? Because I imagine it's a lot of yeah, it's a lot rehearsals, of a lot of time. <laughs> like you look exhausted. <laughs> you look absolutely fed up. Yeah. You see, but you see, genuinely seem to get on. You seem like you're, you know, you're, you seem like friends. You seem like you get on. Like, is that you just are you acting in here with us? Or is well, this we are a, very good actors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll uh, get outside and go our separate ways. <laughs> um, no, we're lucky to get on. I think we have to. You have to be able to get on to do a show that that well as well it's just the two of us it's a you know it's a love story 
it would be really hard work if we didn't get on and that can happen though can it, it oh definitely really. yeah um but yeah we've worked together quite a bit recently so that has helped doesn't yes, it yes yeah yeah and you need to get that right because as you say if you're touring with someone and you know you're doing these long drives and you can't talk to each other then yeah it becomes a very very long tour mm. and it's no fun and i think that comes across on stage yeah um whereas a lot of people have said to us that we've got a nice energy between us and it's nice as well we don't feel like at this point that we have to make too much of an effort as well do you know what i mean like when you don't know someone too well you're like hello oh yes how are you no, no. we can sit in silence as well you know yeah. not silence but yeah. Yeah. we've been on long journeys in the car with boxes stuffed in yeah. just you know <laughs> yeah. yeah i often turn up here with gideon and i just we just grunted each other for about <laughs> we didn't say a word to each other until you arrived <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you said you're from Pembroke. Where exactly? Well, North Pembrokeshire. I'm from a t- very small uh, village called Llanwinio, which is actually in Carmarthenshire. But I kind of always say that I'm from North Pembrokeshire. I went to school in Crimmich and Braselli, and I was, yeah. Yeah, so I always say North, North Pembrokeshire. North Pembrokeshire girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Gareth? I'm from a little place called Anismidu, which is in the Swansea Valley. Um, and I try and make a point of saying that because it's just outside Pontadawe, which people have heard of, but mm. not many people have heard of Anismidu. So I'm trying in my own little way to put it on the map. There we go. Where, where, what other villages are around Anismidu? Um, well, I was born in Neath. Oh, so I guess that's the, yeah, okay. so Neath is five miles away. Um, uh, but it's in the Swansea Valley. It's a uh, lovely I- little place. I asked my family's all from Aslavera and uh, Clidach. Oh, okay. From Turk. Yeah, so I went to school in Aslavera. Ah, okay. Aslavera Grammar? Uh, With Comp. Comp, the Comp school there. Yes. That's where my my dad went to Aslavera. Oh, really? Yeah, he's literally around the corner from where the school is. Really? uh, Glenny Glenny Avon, I want to say the road it road is. Uh, Yeah, Glenny Avon, yeah. Glenny Avon, so yeah, he lives there. Um, So yeah, I spent loads, I'm there. Every Christmas I've spent. Oh, there. really? Yeah, yeah. In Aslavera? In Aslavera, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just That's up the road. The rugby club, yeah. Yeah. They're doing pretty well at the moment. They've had a really resurgence. That's right, yeah. They play in the same league as Trabanos, who have also had a bit of yeah. resurgence. And um, yeah, I played for Trabanos Youth, but my dad was captain of Trabanos. And of course, big, famous uh, club in Wales, because, you know, you've got Justin Tipperick and Arwell Thomas and Robert Jones and all these people, Blethyn Bowen, all come from Trabanos. But yeah, they're playing with Aslavera. Yeah. Funny, small world. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on this morning uh, on St. David's Day. Before we wrap, what, what what have you got coming up? I mean, you've mentioned a couple of things this coming week. I'm not sure when will this will exactly go out. I'll try and get it out soon. Um, but, yeah, beyond, like, this coming week, what, what what's in the pipeline for you? We've got, well, West, uh, West's journey goes on until June. We're out in LA in June for the Hollywood Fringe Festival, which will be amazing. Really looking forward to that. Yeah. And how many dates are we doing there? I think we've got five out there. So we've got a friend who's a, an entertainment lawyer. I'm sure it's not that. It's more. It's a posher way of saying that, but he's like an <laughs> entertainment lawyer, but his real passion is theatre and he's a producer. Um, so he's taking us out and we're very grateful to his support, oh, yeah. Mike Blaha. Um, so yeah, he's taking us to LA. We're also touring a little bit around Wales. So we've got Abertillery, um, which is Tuesday night. I don't know what the date of that is. Is that the fourth? Third? Third. It's the third in Abertillery. Money the Garrick on the yeah. sixth. Uh, Cardiff on the eighth. And then we do London, ninth, tenth. Puthcall on the eleventh. And then Bills Wells on the twentieth. 
Um, so quite so a few dates West. before the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll try and include as much of that in the in the show notes. And if if is there a place that we can link to or a place to send people if they want to find out more or follow you both? Uh, you could follow us on Twitter, I guess. That's probably the best thing. Either probably best you follow Gareth. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm far more organised. I'm Dale GJ. BLGJ on uh, Twitter. Uh, that's probably the best thing at the moment because Owen and I really need to set up some sort of website or something. Um, so you, uh, you chose BLGJ. Was Gareth Bale taken? Or? Uh, yeah, for some reason, <laughs> Gareth Bale was taken. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I can't think why. Um, so but I have, yeah. I have to ask, did, did you go as Gareth John before? Yes. Yeah, yeah al- always been Gareth John Bale. Yeah. Uh, I remember my grandfather saying, you should use your middle name. Mm. Yeah. And he died in 1999. So, yeah, it was way before the other Gareth Bale was famous. So, yeah, yeah. he said, use your middle name, so Gareth John Bale. Yeah. It's a good yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we should say that um, we've had, you know, bringing West here, you know, wouldn't have been done without tremendous support back home. So RCT Theatres, run yeah. the kind of Taft Theatres, which Gwen mentioned earlier on, uh, pondered our Arts Centre and the Arts Council of Wales. But also out here, we've had a tremendous welcome from you guys, um, Ty Francis and um, Gulim um, yeah. at uh, New York and Welsh. And shout brilliant. out to Emma Vickery as well for helping the room with the physical storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, some lady said the other day that it was like... Go on, please. Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> <laughs> Which really made us laugh because it is not... Yeah, yeah. What, what bit about? <laughs> yeah. Is it the lions? Or I, the, I, I have uh, no Oh, that's idea, the best review I've ever had in my yeah, life. So that's that's what going, she says. And it's going down on my CV. <laughs> yeah, on Emma's, I think. A bit like Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, the, maybe getting up on the milk crate was like the ringmaster. <laughs> I think Emma's going to be chuffed a bit to that. I'm chuffed a bit to that. <laughs> yeah, put um, that in your credit. When you get the website finally done, I think you should quote that. Yeah, fair play. That was great. Oh. But yeah, the the welcome and the support has been amazing. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, we will have you back anytime. Um, this has been an absolute pleasure. It has. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening, and if you did, then please subscribe and leave us a review, as long as it's positive. The more people review the show, the more people will get to hear the show. Yeah, and if you'd like to get in touch with us, then please do. The email is podcast at newyorkwelsh.com or you can contact us through any of the socials. Both our Instagram and Twitter are at newyorkwelsh. And if you'd like to stay up to date with the latest goings-on, you can do so by subscribing to the monthly newsletter on our website, newyorkwelsh.com. Oh, yeah.